0: Ben Tornati, fellas and bellas, to a very special audio-only edition of the Napoli Rant. I'm Rafa Rispo. I'm flying solo without Bizarro today. I do have a very special guest on this January 6th, 2023. It's early in the morning. It's La Festa dell'Epifania. Yes, La Befana came to our house and gave us all another gift. But um, uh, today we're here on a bit of a somber note. Uh, I've decided to bring Frenemies to the rant And it's a very special edition of Frenemies We have for you today uh, We woke up this morning To news of the passing of Gianluca Vialli, Who um, was a prolific striker In the Italian football scheme um, He was uh, a member of that Insane Sampdoria squad Uh, He was a Champions League winner With Juventus He was a player manager for Chelsea And won things while he did that Um, And then became a manager And was part of the staff Which was most notably And recently um, uh, That Roberto Mancini uh, Led the Italian national team To Euro 2020 He was on the staff uh, he came back despite his battle with pancreatic cancer to assist Mancini in, um, you know, managing the club or the, the national team uh, to the Euro, uh, the European Championship. And today, to remember uh, Gianluca Vialli, you ask why we um, are talking about Vialli. Well, first of all, it's we're paying our respects, right? And secondly, um Napoli plays Sampdoria at the Maradona this Sunday, uh, in about two days' time. So we didn't. We thought it would be uh, a really good idea to ask uh, our resident Sampdoria guest Vito Doria to the show um, to talk about Viali and to just kind of touch on um, what he's done in the in the landscape of Italian football. So Vito welcome thank you very much for joining us uh very early in the morning here in new york but out there where you are from down under w- you ready to go to bed
1: <laughs> uh, that's all right it's just hit midnight here in australia so yeah once uh once this recording's ended um i'll be going to bed
0: <laughs> well i appreciate you uh saying yes to come in on such short notice i'm very, very little prepared for this. Myself, we woke up, saw the news, realized we played Sampdoria this weekend and thought it would be a great idea to have you in just for a few minutes to, to chat. Um, um, You know, I know a lot of us Napoli fans, well, some of us Napoli fans that watch this show and that listen to this podcast are not too keen on the national team, but there's a lot of fans uh, that watch and listen that are, and... um you know either way you know what better way to pay respects on our end than to have you here to talk about Viali your beloved Sampdoria but also i remember you being on with me for far from vesuvius on an episode of frenemies you mentioning that you initially grew up as a juventus fan uh that does tie into this conversation because Gianluca Vialli was captain of Juventus when they won the Champions League. So let's start there. Um, Vito, what are your earliest and probably most fond memories of Vialli? I'd say maybe as a Juve fan, and then we'll touch on his Sampdoria uh, reign of terror
1: later. Yeah. Well, to be to be honest. When Vialli was at Juventus, so that was from 1992 until 1996, uh, I wasn't watching much football at that time, so I was only starting to follow the game, and it was his teammate Fabrizio Ravanelli that caught my attention at that time because of his goal celebration. He always lifted the shirt over his head, (laughs) always got a laugh out of that. Um, In fact, my first um, knowledge of Vialli was, in fact, when he was player manager of Chelsea and that was my introduction to the English Premier League and with that Italian contingent there of uh, him, Roberto Di Matteo and Gianfranco Zola, that's how I got to know of Vialli but uh, then I decided to dive into his career and then yeah, I found that he was a hero at Sump, and to this day he's still the last uh, Champions League captain that Juventus has had.
0: That is true (laughs) um
1: that is true. It,
0: the um you know you mentioned Chelsea. Let's talk about Chelsea really quick too because then we'll get to Sampdoria. You know, we all know that that you're a big Sampdoria fan, especially, you know, lately over the past, you know, decade and a half. You've really, you know, you know, really sunk your teeth into Sampdoria and um, you know, now that's your number 1. But um I gotta say it it, it very and I remember him being on Chelsea. I don't really remember too much, you know, about the, the story of him with Chelsea. And I looked it up today and was astounded to find out that, you know, when Gullit was fired as, um, Chelsea manager in 98, um, Viali, who was 33 at the time, they appointed him player manager because it was in the middle of the, you know, it was in the middle of the season and Chelsea were in, in, you know, a few, uh, a few tournaments that, you know, they were pretty far in. They were already in the semi final of the league cup and, um, they were in the quarterfinals of the European, uh, cup winners cup. So that's the, the defunct cup winners cup, which, uh, I actually loved. I, I hope, I wish they never took that away. Um, and for a while, it was the uh, criteria to play in the European Super Cup was the ch- uh, European Cup winners, and then the Cup winners, Cup winners would play. Um, not like now, how it's Champions League and Europa League. But um, they ended up going on to win both competitions under Vialli, and you know finished fourth in the Premier League. And um, in in doing so, Vialli became the youngest manager to ever win. A WEFA competition, um, and that record would stand for about 13 years when um, Andre villas Boas won the Europa League with Porto, um, you know, beating him by a few days. But, you know, Vialli becoming the youngest manager to ever win a competition was also a player, which was amazing. Um, And then I saw that they had. I think he'd become the first Italian manager in the Premier League. So, um, Gianluca Vialli at Chelsea was really actually a trendsetter, a trailblazer when it comes to the Italian uh, awareness in English football. I know that, you know, previously to that, prior to that, it was very big on Channel 4, the, a lot of the, 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 English will talk about how you know the the league was was uh, you know very prominent there because of Gascoigne and uh, Lazio and all that, but really, um, Viali was one of the first to find real real success. Um, how how you mentioned that you started watching and like that was kind of your awareness to English football. Also, how impactful was that, and how happy were you for as an Italian? you know, uh, and and uh, um, uh, a fan of his, uh, you know, from Juve, and then like later on learning about how he was with Sump. How important was that for you and being so important with Chelsea and, and England? Oh,
1: it's very important for me because I grew up, like most people, surrounded by Manchester United supporters, and also there were a few Arsenal ones too, so I wasn't really big on those two teams. To see Chelsea with the the players that I mentioned before and Viali in particular being the player manager, it was something that caught my eye. And so I thought Chelsea were the best team to watch in the Premier League. There were other teams that maybe had a more typically English style, if you like, or even if they did, you know, refer to that sort of uh, wing play or long passing, at least, uh, you know, when I saw Chelsea play, it was a more continental style, more something similar to what they would play in Southern Europe, regardless if it was Italy, Spain or another league like that. But uh, to see uh, Zola doing his thing on the pitch and then Di Matteo playing his part, I was enjoyable. And uh, Vialli, to, to be such a young player manager at the time, I thought... You know, he could have really been going somewhere in his managerial career. As a team itself, I thought Chelsea were a strong team, but because Arsenal and that Manchester United team were so strong, I think that's why they had to wait until the Jose Mourinho area to really get a hold of that Premier League title.
0: But this was sort of the beginning of the Chelsea reemergence, right? I mean, the following year after he would win you know, those accolades as a, uh, as a player manager, they ended up winning the Super Cup that, like I mentioned, uh, against Real Madrid 1-0, obviously with Vialli at the helm and as a player manager still. Uh, And then um, even that season, they became, they, they they finished in third, which was their highest finish since 1970, four points over Manchester United, who won the league and uh, ended up, in a Champions League spot So he was managing for the Champions League And, you know, I believe it was in that season Where he had, um, you know, stopped playing But he stayed on as a manager And eventually they'd win the FA Cup um, You know, th- and and I think he was let go In like t- 2001, I believe But, you know, as a manager with Chelsea FA Cup winner League Cup winner you know he they did everything pretty much except for win the league and as a player with Chelsea they won the FA Cup they won the league Cup they won the Cup winners Cup he really he really is you know one of a kind when you think about it and and it's funny because you when you think about Viali when I think about Viali I think about Sampdoria. and we'll talk about that but little did I know you know and and you know i know you know we all know a lot about you know you and i are very into the italian you know game into the italian national team and into into you know the history and all that but i had really forgotten i mean even if i even did know about all these amazing achievements as a player manager with chelsea you know, and for a time, I even forgot about the Juventus run. You know, the the Serie A that they won, the 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 Champions League, because Sampdoria was just so strong during the Maradona days, and that's I think where I want to go. Um, you know, Vito, like we mentioned, you you became a Samp fan a little bit later on, but uh, while I, while we were while we were children, <laughs> Maradona was running roughshod in Serie A. And, uh, you know, in Europe as well. But I got to tell you, Sampdoria was right there with them. I mean, he joined Sampdoria in 1984, and right away they win two or three out of four Coppa Italias. They were in five finals altogether, as, you know, with him on there. Um, you know, right away he makes an impact and him and Mancini went nuts uh you know on the Italian game. Let's talk about how he impacted um he he because everybody talks about how Maradona came to Napoli and built this this team from nothing and you know made them prominent and put them on the map. It's e is it is it fair to say that Viali is the guy that made Sampdoria and put them on the map?
1: Oh, that's a very tough call because I think he was perhaps the most decisive, whereas you could say with Mancini, he was more or less the talisman. But I think with Vialli, you could say he was the missing piece of the puzzle. He had impressed at Cremonese, and he arrived at Sampdoria as a goal-scoring left-winger. He wasn't a centre-forward at that time. Sump had Trevor Francis, the English international. But when Voyadim Boskov came in 1986, that's when he decided that he wanted Viali to be an out-and-out strike and for Mancini to play uh, behind him or alongside him, more or less.
0: Okay, so you say then maybe it's fair to say that Viali and Mancini together. Um, you know, obviously you look up and down that Sampdoria team over the eighties and, and early nineties for the good, good better part of a decade. Uh, there's so many greats that came in and out of there, but without Viali and Mancini together, this probably wouldn't have happened. Right. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll list them off again for Coppa Italia. Um, actually viali was winners of three of those he had left after the the the, la, the last Coppa Italia that was won but but Sampdoria in history have only four and Viali won three of them <laughs> um, and we're in uh five finals the scudetto 1991 obviously um the European you know listen not, you know everybody totes Napoli for their UEFA Cup in, you know, in, in, in 1989, but, uh, listen to this European run for Sampdoria runners up for the European cup in 91, 92, um, European cup winners cup in 1989 and 90 and runners up the year before, um, won the super cup. Like we mentioned, um, uh, the European super cup in 1990, uh, no. You know,
1: Actually, that's not true. Unfortunately, Milan won. Bit of a shame,
0: right? No, you're right. I'm sorry. You, uh, runners up for the year for the for the super for the Super yeah. Cup. You're right. You're right. But um, still, very impressive in Europe. Like they were a force in Europe, you know. And and um, we we often, you know, think to ourselves, you know, when you think about, you know the Major forces in, in in Italian football, or in, even in Europe, um, in the eighties and nineties, how Citya kind of you know ran the table. Uh, Roma in eighty three making a final, right? Uh, Juventus winning the Champions League in 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 uh, uh, or the European Cup in eighty five, and then you know you've got the eighty nine UEFA Cup that kind of started that decade long run for. Um, uh, for Italy, but at the same time, Sampdoria is winning the, you know, the Cup Winners' Cup. And, you know, you don't often think, you know, you got Milan with their two back-to-back European Cups. But you don't think too much about Sampdoria and how how amazing they were. Uh, as far as Sampdoria against Napoli, um, you know, they beat Napoli uh, uh, for the 89 89- uh, Coppa Italia and that was a Napoli team that was second in the league uh, and won the 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 uh, you know UEFA Cup that season as well. And this team came in and just completely destroyed Napoli in the final of the Coppa Italia and then would later go on to win the Scudetto. Um, uh, Viali scored a lot of really nice goals like you mentioned as a left winger. Um, but him and Mancini, like I said, their partnership was just, just magic. Um, can you tell us some of your favorite? well, I would say memories because, like you know, you weren't really paying too much attention to them at that time. But going back and looking back and studying, as you would as a Sampdoria fan, what were your more favorite um, moments uh, as a Sampdoria fan in that time? Uh, and specifically, if you can think of any, um, what are your more favorite, like, Viali moments?
1: Well, there's quite a selection of them. So um, not easy to pick one, but uh, one moment I can think of is when Sump won their first ever Copitalia final in 1985 against AC Milan. Uh, there was one goal in which Viali, I think he dribbled past the defender or two, and then he sharply turned and shot... A low strike with his right foot. So that was a pretty tidy finish. Um, he, in the game that Sampdoria sealed the Scudetto in the 1990 91 season, it was a 3 0 win against Lecce. And from memory, his goal was a rather stunning volley on the turn. Um, he, he scored a couple of impressive goals when Samp- but Napoli 4 1 at the San Polo in that same season. And just yeah, it's really hard to stop at one, but just so many memorable games. And then in terms of decisiveness, I don't think anything can beat his his brace against Anderlecht in that cup in his cup final in Sweden, where he stood up, you no, know, showed great opportunism and maybe the goals weren't the best in terms of beauty, especially the first one. I think uh, De Vilda, the Anderlecht goalkeeper, he probably could have done a better job in holding the shot, but he still reacted quickly enough Vialli, And then for the header uh, to seal the win, you know, it was a good cross and then just a bullet from close range. So yeah, plenty of highlights, plenty of memories, and so hard to narrow it down to one. But it was one of those guys that he was mobile. He knew how to be in the right place. He was great with his link-up play, and he could score some really spectacular goals as well.
0: He could, he could. You're right. Um, I remember the Copa final, thinking we were going to do the double, and having had won the first match because uh, you know at that time it was a two-legged affair. Having won the first match at the at the Maradona at the San Paolo one um, nil going into. Uh, you know i think i think that was a game where it, the the um the the uh the stadium wasn't available for some the 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 um oh my gosh your stadium the stadium name is
1: yeah the luigi ferraris was being ferraris. Renovated at, that's right was being renovated at the time <laughs> so the game had to be played at the stadio zini in cremona
0: the zini in cremona which was you know, Viali's hometown, mm-hmm. uh, that's where he's from, uh, It's the first club that he played for. Um, uh, for some reason, that that stadium is the stadium to play at when, when there's a, a northern stadium that's down and out, is there? I've seen that before. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, the Ferraris, I can't believe I blanked on the name of the stadium. I know almost every single name. But uh you know, thinking going into that final, and I remember as a kid, you know we were able to watch it uh with a special satellite uh that uh, a cafe that my father's friend owned we went there to watch it, and we were just so destroyed I mean viali scored the first goal in, in that match um four nil was the result four one on aggregate Sampdoria beat us for the Copa Italia and I remember from that moment on just always wanting to go back to win another Coppa Italia because losing in the final was tough. You know, even though we won the double in 86, 87, I didn't remember that, you know, as a kid, I did remember this and I was upset when it wanted to win two titles, but, um, you know, the man, uh, 1990 world cup, third place, um, you know, semi-finalists in the 88 euro. Um, you know again him and Mancini linking up together uh for the national team just a, just a, an amazing player so many goals so many great memories of Viali you know and then more recently the 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 euro the euro 2020 and the inspiration that he provided for the team um you know Vito you're an Italian fan as well um, tell tell us how you felt about you know uh, first of all, the whole the whole Euro, winning the Euro was amazing for for a lot of us. How did you feel about how Mancini and Viali linked up again, but this time on the bench to help these guys win?
1: It uh, was, was great to see because a lot of Mancini's coaching staff come from that Sampdoro era. A lot of those guys uh, played alongside Mancini when Sampdoria were – challenging for trophies. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Alia Mancini when they played for Italy or represented Italy. And I felt that with the team winning Euro 2020, it laid those ghosts to rest. I, I still believe the spot, what has happened since Italy were the best team at that tournament. And, uh, I think the Azzurri played the best football as well. And, uh, you know, still for what they did, I think Mancini did a great job at that time. And Mancini, I mean, sorry, Viali also provided great support. Uh Euro 88, Mancini and Viali got a goal each. Uh, Italia 90, Mancini wasn't utilized. And Viali he wasted several chances against Austria, got an assist for Scilacci for the only goal, but he missed a penalty against the US. So he didn't have a good tournament then. I felt with the Euro victory, that laid some ghosts to rest. They didn't have the success with Italy that they could have had, and I personally felt they would have deserved as players, but at least to see them to play a part in breaking Italy's 53-year drought for a European Championship, that was a beautiful moment. And that scene when they're both hugging, it's just become more poignant now. Uh, It's more emotive because of the Ali's passing. So it's a memory that's definitely going to live in the fans of Italian football forever.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, yeah. The, the, the tournaments didn't turn out as we wanted them when they played, but when they did play on the national team, you know, they, they did provide some, some goals and some memories, you know, uh, just when it, when it counted, it didn't happen. And then, like you said, I like how you put that laid, laid some ghosts to rest. And you could tell, you know, like you also mentioned the embrace, um, the initial embrace. And then later on when they had some time to reflect and hug each other and Mancini was crying and, you know, Viali, it, I really feel like it took, it took a lot for Vialli to come out, you know, battling this disease, battling this cancer, um, and to, to, to support him, you know, and to support the team and uh, to be sort of like the inspiration for the, for the team. I truly do believe that, you know, you know, you, you say things like, well, you know, if this doesn't happen, then that, then, you know, we don't have this and, you know, everything happens for a reason. I do believe that Vialli was sent to us to help us win that tournament. It takes, you know, it takes the whole system to work the right way and had viali not come to to assist mancini i don't think you know i don't you know listen you you know hindsight's always 2020 you can you can look at back and and say you know okay we won we won the cup but maybe we wouldn't have and um you know I i just think he was a big role he played a big role in the back um So, Vito, we play each other this Sunday. Um, This is uh, uh, Napoli um, just um, lost their first match to Inter. Um, And on the flip side, Sampdoria just won, I believe, their first match of the season um, against Sassuolo by a score of two to one. When I turned that match on and saw it was two nil Sandoria, I almost lost it. Sandoria were only six goals all season long uh, in, in Serie A. Um, But they pulled off a nice win on the road. And now was it on the road? Were they home or were they on the road? On on the the
1: road, road on the road and was in fact our second win for the season, a second
0: win of the season. That's right. That's right. You did get a, you did get one win. That's right. Um, But Hey, you know, Great job against Sassuolo, and now we play each other this Sunday. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a nice tribute to Viali uh, at the Maradona. I'm sure when the boys get back to the Ferraris, there's going to be an even nicer tribute. Um, but how do you feel about going into this match uh, with with Napoli? You know, Napoli are on the ropes, just suffered their first defeat, a little stunned by coming back. Uh, you know, I'm I'm blaming the obvious uh, long stall from the from the World <laughs> Cup. Um, what do you see happening this Sunday?
1: Look, uh, before I go further into this game, I must say that when I was watching the Inter Napoli game, I thought the condition of the Stadio Giuseppe Meazza wasn't the best, and I didn't think Napoli could play the best football. So I think at the Maradona. Maybe the pitch will be in better condition and Napoli can play their game. However, I think if there's a chance for Sump to spring a surprise, this might be it. Simply because Inter bet Napoli, which meant the Partenope got their first league loss of the season, and Sump got a win on the road. And I felt that maybe if Sump were a bit more clinical, that there could have been more goals, especially in the first half. And Sump have improved defensively, especially with the addition of Noiting. Despite giving away a penalty, I think in general he's given a toughness and an assurance in the defense. So I think this will be a tight game, but I still think Napoli will get at least a point. Uh, it's a tough trip for Sump to go to Naples and get anything.
0: You mentioned uh, Noiting coming in. Um we should probably also touch on the fact that Benizinski is set to have his medical in Rome, I think today or tomorrow. Uh, And um, I, I I would imagine that Zanoli is going the other way. How do you feel about losing a guy like Benizinski? Is he, uh, is he something, is he someone that's going to be missed? Uh, Is there uh, excitement about Zanoli coming in, getting some minutes, uh, helping, in hopes to help you guys stave off relegation, what what are your feelings about this um, proposed switcheroo?
1: <laughs> to be honest, I actually think that it's not a bad idea at all, assuming that the two players swap clubs. I think with Berezinski, he'll be a good backup for Di Lorenzo. So against uh, weaker opposition, you can start him, but uh, he still no. Di Lorenzo, Di Lorenzo's a far more effective player, more reliable. And I've always liked uh, Di Lorenzo since I saw him emerge at Empoli. Whereas Berezinski, despite being at Sump for seven years, he was often an inconsistent player. So sometimes effective going forward without looking flashy. But defensively, he had looked erratic for many years. And I thought it was when Claudio Ranieri came into the club that he improved his defensive game. And also when Antonio Candreva was there, uh, I felt them two had a good understanding on the right flank. So he showed that in moments he could be a solid player. But I also feel that he got the captaincy only because Coyarella was starting to get old and not playing as much and because he had been at the club the longest. But uh, I felt that he wasn't always consistent. So to be someone who can be a backup at Napoli, I think that's fine for him. As for Zanoli, he's shown moments of, uh, you know, good performances for Napoli. And I think if Dejan Stankovic sticks with the 3 4 1 2 formation, maybe playing as a right wing back might be handy for him. And also, Medi is not a player I'm a fan of at all. And not many Sampdoria fans like him. So I think, regardless if we stick to a back four or. Keep going with three, four, one, two. I think Zanoli will get those opportunities. I think he can do well for the Blue Cercati. And perhaps at the end of the season, Napoli would be happy to take him back and he becomes a more rejuvenated player.
0: Right. The deal is proposed as a dry loan. Um, but I believe we are taking Bedzinski on a loan with an option to buy um, so it's kind of good business for Napoli as Zanoli goes to get some playing time, um, which is much needed for him, Um, you know, and uh, also the development of Italian players. Right. You want to get these guys out on the pitch to play. Um uh, And yeah, I, I do agree with you. If not, if if uh, if um, Stankovic decides to keep a three man back line. I think Zanoli would be a lot more suited on the on the flanks uh, in the midfield for you guys. And um, you listen, I like Zanoli. Uh, I have, uh, you know, he 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 made a few defensive errors last season that cost Napoli dearly. Um, and, um, you know, but he he does have good, you know, he does have a good presence going forward, and he played a really good like his first start against Atalanta last season was a really really good match. He played really well, so um, young, you know, and determined, and he wants to play. So I think it's a good situation for both involved. I'm excited about having a, a you know, you know, an experienced uh, backup for. Di Lorenzo, not necessarily, you know, looking forward to Berezinski's quality, but I am looking forward to his experience and ability to hold his own if Di Lorenzo needs to sit, come out, you know, rest, a couple of matches, what have you. Um, uh, that's gonna do it for us today, Vito. I really appreciate you coming in on such short notice and very late. Um, any last words, any, um, you know, anything you want to say, plug, um, maybe mention about, you know, a- anything that's on your mind, Viali, the match coming up this weekend, uh, anything in general? Mm.
1: Well, what I'll just point out is that now that with me, for many years, I was known for my contributions with Fort Italian football, but now with some of the guys, we're now known as total Italian football. So, Go to total-italianfootball.com for some of the latest Italian football news. And we still have the podcast going as well. So we'll be reviewing all the weekly action. And, yeah, that will definitely include some chat on Napoli Sampdoria.
0: All right, so Total Italian Football, not Forza Italian Football. It's now Total Italian Football and you're totally appreciated coming on here, <laughs> honestly. Um uh, rest in peace to a real um a real pioneer of the game, a real uh Italian um, you know, legend I would say. I maybe can go yeah. far that far, right? Um
1: and a winner. Rio and a winner
0: a, a bona fide winner Winner wherever he went And um, you know He's he's done it all Except for you know Lift the international trophies with the national team But he's done it all at the club level um, He was 58 years old And he passed away Earlier this morning uh, To pancreatic cancer Gianluca Viali Rest in peace uh, Vito thank you very much for joining us again I'll see you guys on the rant on live Monday night, 9 p.m. We're going to uh, cover the Napoli Santoria match uh, as Raf Biz and I know how to. Uh, good luck this Sunday, Vito. Have a good night. Forza Napoli sempre. <laughs>